Welcome to another episode of Not Just a Game. I'm Tia Fothergill. And I'm Catherine Flick. Today, we're going to talk about Fortnite, even though neither of us play it. <laughs> well, actually, what we're going to talk about is pets. pets. Let's talk about pets, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the human and the non-human animals. And in our backpacks. Yeah, in games. Um, in games. And the ethical implications. And maybe the ones that follow us around and then yeah. get killed in yeah. grotesque ways. Or, or the Let's ones... Let's talk about... Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Pets? Pets. So, so, this was basically inspired, and we want to thank Andrew Adams for pointing us to this fantastic article. Well, yes. fantastic. Fantastically interesting article mm-hmm. about the new Fortnite Season 6 pets. Yes. And I just want to recap the article a little bit. Um, it says it's a BBC article uh, by Mark Ward uh, from the 27th of September. And it basically says the introduction of three pets to the Fortnite game are not an attempt to squeeze more cash out of players, says one expert. <laughs> and we all know what expert was. <laughs> Expert. <laughs> experts say the experts. Mm. Anyway, instead, IHS analyst Piers Harding Rolls believes that the goal is to attract more female youngsters to the title. The three pets, a dog, mm. chameleon, and dragon, were unveiled as part of season six of the massively popular game. Players who buy a battle pass for 950 Fortnite V-Bucks, or mm. about eight pounds, get the pets as part of the bundle. I don't see this as a money grab, as it's a cosmetic <laughs> upgrade and optional, the same as all upgrades offered in Fortnite, mm. Mr. Harding Rolls told the BBC. Pets are a natural fit with the younger audience of the game and may entice more girls to play, he said. Adding so pets that- are just for young people. And especially for girls. 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 He said, adding that most players of the survival title are male. Hmm. Epic Games, which created Fortnite, may be looking to the pets to diversify that audience as it looks to keep the game relevant, he said. The way Epic has implemented pets, sitting in the backpack, offers another route to engage the user through an emotional connection without complicating the experience, hmm. said Mr. Harding Rolls. There's so much fun packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, some gamers have challenged the idea that pets would have any more appeal to young women than young men. And basically, then there's a bunch of discussion about cosmetic items, and a particular associate director of research and analysis firm says that basically it's probably to do with money rather than it is about... Well, let's face it, most things are. Just like all data are people, all things like this are generally about money. Yes. I mean, it's either data or it's money or it's both. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so they've actually, I mean, they've also introduced a whole bunch of other things, but the main thing is, is that uh, the thing this article is interested in, the thing that we're very interested in is this this pets. I mean, they had all sorts of problems with their payment systems that didn't work at um, yeah, launch yeah. day and blah, blah, blah. But it basically, I mean, there, it's, it, there are some really interesting things in this article that we want to unpack. So firstly, pets. 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 Generally. What, what about what about these pets? What? what I mean, there's lots of things. We can start with kind of what what is a pet? Where does this concept come from? Why are they different now than they were in the past? Why is it actually extremely difficult to define them? Or we could just go straight to the Fortnite pets. Let's practice by doing. Let's right. look at these pets. Right. <laughs> and then tell, tell okay, we so can, uh, we can have a look at what they I, tell I have us. to say, I, I, I noticed something straight away. And before, and like, to be abundantly clear, I do not play Fortnite because... Oh, yeah, nor I, do I. Yeah. Okay, there are conditions under which I would play PvP. Maybe I'll say a little bit more about that later. But it's not the sort of game that appeals to me. Maybe I'm too old or whatever. But basically, you have three pets that have been headlined in this season six. One is a dog, 
And one is a chameleon and one is a wyvern. Now, they call it a dragon. That is 100% incorrect because, as we all know... As all dragon dragonology experts know, oh and I mean, I think Tara and I have both been studying dragons significantly since we were probably childhood. in our mid-teens, yeah. early childhood. Yes. I had a huge set of dragon books, actually. Mm. Like very, very, I was very keen on them being as scientifically accurate as possible. So I had dragon books that had like skeletal representations oh, yeah. i had ones that talked about where they were found all throughout the world so i'm definitely <laughs> a dragon expert and dragons are definitely one of those things that i put a diagram of and um i used to have a, this thing when i was teaching where i had kind of like a zoom in on a part of a, a dragon wing drawing and then i would zoom out and just be like just kidding <laughs> this is not a real thing don't do this what um, you mean they're not real things uh well okay the reality but of dragons really all depends on how you define dragon in reality but at any rate this is not a bloody dragon because it's got only wings and hind legs and dragons at least um this is presented as sort of a western style dragon it is not a lung so it, it also is, has a significant underbite it's a massive underbite like, if it it's got some kind of dragon, new, it's got some kind of nutritional deficiency it's got like, some problem with its teeth too its teeth are a bit wonk like i mean yeah. the underbite is one what thing what are they got, like, feeding it mm, at any rate um v bucks right yeah mm, delicious v bucks <laughs> and make no mistake make no mistake the dog the mundane domestic creature probably to the best of my knowledge the oldest uh domesticate and one which we have messed about with the most see me later is the first pet that you get and then the second pet that you can get so, so just explain how this works to people like me who don't know how Fortnite works right basically um you've got season six and with the season six battle pass you can unlock pets um and they but will you don't get accompany them straight you. away right um no 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 so they look really cute and what they do i suppose you you buy the battle pass that costs 950 v bucks as you mentioned you could buy all of the necessary levels to unlock all of the pests instantly um and as each level costs hmm. 150 v bucks so you've got tier 12 of the battle pass is when you get bonesy the dog the next pet is the creatively named camo the chameleon um <laughs> camo 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 anyway camo chameleon gosh this song thing is just getting um, out of control out of hand i love it <laughs> okay anyway you get your, your your chameleon at uh tier 29 and then scales the not dragon wyvern that kind of looks like spyro unlocked at tier 43 and you can actually unlock different versions of these pets so tier 59 and 90 um you can get different looks for your for bonesy the dog but so basically the that's a lot of v-bucks that's a lot of v-bucks and you start out with the most like most domestic creature so i've had a dog in my life right yeah. i had i've had several dogs in fact in my life yeah. and they've both well none of them has looked like that for starters but <laughs> they've all been little terriers but mm. um I've also had a snake, which I guess is kind of like as close to a chameleon as I'm going to get. Kind of, yeah. I've definitely never had a wyvern or a dragon. No, I mean, they're still tiny. Like you said, <laughs> they don't exist. And this is just like, I'm, I'm just wondering but, what but I've been doing but with think my about, life. Think about, this, think about this hierarchy, right? So you start mm. with the most mundane animal with which humanity has had like a really long history. Yeah. And which is, it's interesting the dog is chosen. We can come back to the, the gender thing later, but dogs are not... A domesticate that I would particularly necessarily associate either with with you know men or women, male or female gender roles. 
and then you've got the chameleon, which is a wild creature. It changes colour. It's maybe not as immediately charismatic, um, but it is, you know. No, no, it's got big eyes. A little bit flashy. It has got big eyes, but it's, it's not also, furry. It's not furry. No, it's not going to be cuddly. The dragon's not furry. No, either. the dragon isn't cuddly, but it, it is. It does also have quite big eyes, and it's got wings. And it's blue. It will stand out, mm. right? So the dog comes in quite natural colours. Yeah. Um, the chameleon then changes colour. And then you've got, you know, your not dragon. So they've each got kind of some aesthetic thing that is, is going, yeah. that is unique to them, right? Yeah. So you've got the, 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 the classic friendly dog, furry, cuddly right. dog. Yeah. Um, Basic you know, loyal, <laughs> panting kind yeah, of thing. Wow, yeah. that was really bad. I should yeah, do that. Don't, don't do that no. ever again. Uh, then you've got the <laughs> chameleon, yeah. which is just kind of just out there and weird. It's kind of got the weirdness yeah. factor, yes. I guess. Yes. Um, um, with the color changing, because that's just so outside our normal experience. Like, we don't change color. Uh, I mean, we do for burnt. Not, no, but not in the chameleon <laughs> like toast. style way. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, they could have had it like a, an octopus or something there too, right? I would have loved to see a cephalopod pet. Yeah, mostly nice. because I adore them and they are fabulous yeah. and intelligent and wonderful. I don't know that I'd We really... don't have enough appreciation for them, I don't think. Do you think... reckon they can make like a tank A tank! Backpack? We should have a tank. You could have a tank on the backpack and put That'd it. That would be pretty good. I mean, they should totally do it. Yes. But the octopus um, would be trying to Send escape. us royalties if you do decide to go with that. Um, Fortnite people. Fortnite folks. But this is the thing. Okay, you go from mundane pet um, that we have a long, 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 long history with to wild pet, sort of separating the sphere of kind of domestic slash wild. I don't believe that that's a dichotomy, just for future reference. To the mythical, right? So a dragon like creature which is not a dragon scales um and you know open up a, a different level so it's they are cosmetic but mm. they aren't merely cosmetic what, so they don't are just they? sit there well no no because uh, for example like the dog will kind of bark and, and howl and things like that but that's just for the player that's just for you for your sort of enjoyment um ah. so you're kind of getting that but also uh, so they're not going to give away your permitted position. Basically, is the main concern. Oh, I there's see. no downside that makes sense, of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, there's so there's no kind of bad reasons involved here. It's just give the money, get the pooch. Now, the interesting thing is that they connect to the player and the player's avatar by sort of mimicking or acting kind of in tune with what the player is doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, in addition to kind of noises or, or graphical effects, there is the fact that they will look really focused and fierce when you kind of look through the sights of your gun. It's like they're a, a collaborator with you um, in this sort of um, disastrous series of events that has led, you know, to you being in Fortnite in the first place. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, but I mean. Right. That, but that's the thing. It, yeah. it's, they react to the surroundings. They react to what's going on around them. And if you get knocked down in a firefight, they, they look concerned. Yes. So they're clearly interacting with the kind of emotional narrative and they don't just disappear like other pets in in games do you know that are sort of impervious to destruction so if i can't behind you yeah. and i'm like you're, you've got your dog on mm-hmm. the back on my back yeah, yeah and i and i, I because i'm an up. irresponsible human being that would take this cute puppy into a firefight yeah this is the other thing yeah like that's kind of weird isn't it like Why so i mean but i would also come up behind you and i'd be like sure. oh there's someone that I was supposed to kill, right? Because this is a battle royale style game. Of course. But there's like 
a, a dog shield between my right. bullet right. and you. Right. Do I really want to pop you in the back? Uh, I mean, maybe you might not, but I bet other people are already working on their kind of pet slaying video montages. Bloody hell, you're probably right too. So, <laughs> right? I don't know about right? that. So, but so it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, it's and it's not just cosmetics. I mean, you were talking about. Does the pet look scared? Like, if I'm coming up behind, like, so surely the pet can see me coming, right? I don't know if they. I, I don't know if it's that level. I don't know what the AI is like. I yeah, don't know how good yeah. it is. But I mean, it, the, we neither of us play this game. No, right? But the thing is that it's it's a matter of that level of interactivity and reaction. Like if I am playing Guild Wars and I have a cute little you know fire creature running around following me, if I if I die in World versus World, then that creature poof, just disappears. Poof. Poof. And it's taken to a safe extra dimensional space in which nothing bad could possibly happen to it. And then, and when, then you and then you pull it out of that nice extra dimensional space, which once, is basically like some sort of heaven yeah, to, into yeah. the hellish world of Guild Wars. Well, you know, um, <laughs> yes, it's only really heaven, the new expansion, but never mind. So it's a very strange thing, and I mean. This is, yeah, so I mean, on the one hand, you've got this kind of, especially with like the dog, you associate mm. it with loyalty. Oh, People of have course. been taking dogs into battle for a long time. Oh, yeah, and using them I for hunting think, and for working. I and... don't think I'd take my pet lizard just. No, FBI. and I mean, this it seems much more of a, it's an interesting choice. And something else that I, I suppose uh, has occurred to me there's, in the past, there have been a dizzying spectrum of sort of multiple relationships that we've had with other animals Mm -hmm. and I mean when people talk about pets I particularly love the sort of narrow interpretations that you see from kind of classical archaeologists that are sort of like pets fulfill these roles or pets are for emotional fulfillment or pets are you know pets are either to show off right um like i've got this amazing fighting cock and oh wait it's not just a pet it's actually a tool or or it's a gaming device or it's a display of sporting prowess right because Mm. things like sport and play have not always been the same and so there's things like that and they're like oh well no i have a I have this lovely horse, but this lovely horse is, is a Shire horse and it's also, you know, incredibly powerfully built and it's built to kind of pull very heavy loads and it's absolutely central to my work. Yeah, but it's also still called Dobby and it's a, you know, the one that your children climb all over mm-hmm. and and have, have, and it has to have a very peaceful temperament for that line of work. Yeah. So, so it's, it's been sort and of... And it becomes part, especially if these sorts of animals are expensive, right. um, like a Shire oh, horse might yes. is, yeah. you know, they become, quote, part of the family, right? Or exceptionally highly trained, yeah. right? So um, dogs and... So, you know, companion animals, um, mm. very, very important stuff. But to... Animals have always had sort of multiple concomitant relationships with us. I mean, and even in cases where people are like, oh, well, this is this is a food animal, right? You and I have done a huge amount of work on chickens, mm. right? Which is, it seems ridiculous, <laughs> but part of the reason that we do it is because chickens are hilarious and we both like them. But we also like to eat, eat them. Yeah. So it's actually interesting. So my husband uh, is, uh, he's Nigerian background, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when he was growing up, they would regularly just have chickens. And when it was time for dinner, they would slaughter a chicken. Yep. And I've often said to him, it'd be nice to get some chickens. I'd really like to have some chickens. And he's like, okay, so then how long do we keep them 
for before we have them for dinner. I'm like, no, no, right. no. no. They will be my pet chickens. <laughs> and they will make eggs for and me. And they will make eggs for me and fulfill that role. And when they are too old to make eggs, if they don't, well, if they, they slow up on the whole egg making side of things, yes. they will have a nice life. Yes. And die peacefully. And, and they I will live not be their days. And I will not be eating them. <laughs> yes. And he finds that just very strange because yeah. it comes from a culture where regularly, and even my mum grew up. Yes. In, in so sort of I mean, war, oh, yeah. post war times, uh, or in, in, you know, post war times where you had to kind of make do with 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 what you had, and and so you'd have you'd have chickens because mm-hmm. they would be a cheap source of eggs, and you could yeah. feed them all your scraps, Routine. and then they would turn into nice, delicious meat at mm-hmm. various points. I have a a, a colleague actually who I uh, I worked with when I was working in Libya, and she was uh, German, and she described um, her childhood in in the northern parts of Germany as um, they had she had a pet rabbit, mm. and then one night it was dinner, mm. and Oof. she was just had that's tough, and yeah, <laughs> and it was really interesting because I was talking to her about this, and I was just like, so how did this kind of you know work? Um, she's like, well, my my parents just told me that this was. You know, this was this was this, and I was just like, "Gosh, you know, I would not have coped with that at all." Well, you know, if it's it, expectations, if it being kind of my right? dog or, or or my cockatiel or or a cat, yeah, it is expectations. Mm. And you know, today we see, you know, even modern day Chile and Peru and and other parts of of South America, guinea pigs, mm. um, which. Very cute. Very cute, very, you know, quite, furry I love how they, they do this little huff, huffle noise. Oh, they yeah, go, yeah. Huff, no, huff, 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 huff. yeah, yeah. They're absolutely I should adorable. really stop trying to imitate animals. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> some of them try to imitate us. That's fine. Um, and we're animals too, so yes, the noises true. that you're making are, in fact, animal oh noises. Oh my gosh, I'm making <gasps> animal noises right, right now. now. Anyway, there's a, um, a TV personality no. in, in Britain. We're uh, talking about the, the guinea pigs. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Okay, okay, don't worry, I'm not getting distracted. Oh, I, I know it seems like it. I know, I do this really kind of... It's almost like we've done narrative this before. <laughs> <laughs> um, narrative shift here. There's a, um, a TV personality presenter, um, human, her name is Kate Humble. And uh, she's, you know, um, British and, and she's worked on several programmes here to do with the, the natural world and agrarian culture and things like that she did a series called i can't even remember the name of the series but it was something like a a little bit over the top like wild shepherdess or something like that (laughs) sounds Um, very like it was a little bit much kind of um brontean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. quite quite so the the point of this is that one of her episodes she goes to south america and there's this woman who's keeping guinea pigs and i remember just loving this particular scene because this this woman was super sad, very, very upset. The way that they're keeping the guinea pigs in this instance is that they're just hanging out in the house. They're just running around, you know, like, you know, some people keep rabbits or or cats or whatever, and sometimes even, you know, snakes, depending on the kind of snake and how, <laughs> how good your um, insulation is and things like that. Um, how many rodents you've had in your house. Had in your house. But, yeah. Right, but they're just kind of loose doing their thing. <laughs> Loose guinea pigs. and uh, Loose change. Yeah. Guinea pigs. Loose guinea pigs. But the, it's really just unbelievably sad. This woman's heart is breaking because one of her guinea pigs, her favourite guinea pig that she's been, you know, feeding, you know, the best food and, you know, really looking after, has died. Mm-hmm. And in the natural course of things, that guinea pig would be food. 
but uh. she loves it. She she just loves it, and she's so sad that its life has ended this without, way without the whole without food the bit. kind of yeah without in a way in which like wasn't expected and it doesn't fulfill its purpose right exactly Uh. and so there's this sort of this this massive gap between you know what she expects the guinea pigs you know life uh data life cycle to be Mm. um and that's quite i found it to be quite moving Mm. um because it's this thing where like the guinea pig is always food but the guinea pig is also cared for and and um some of them are named it was just it was all quite remarkable it just really threw you know in in my face this thing where people were just like right well you know there are you know a number of relationships between humans and other animals and animals can be wild tame feral domestic but that's absolute bollocks there isn't a very simple way of dividing these things up. Yeah, and people um, have been coexisting with animals that, I mean, I have spiders that live in my house and they have names. So my, yes. my, my spiders are all called Horace. Doesn't matter mm. what, like, they're all Horace. They're usually ha- like British house spiders. So yes. they're sort of about maybe two inches long maximum. Quite big, they're but quite, not as big as large. the ones that we would have in North America or, or in Australia. Australia. Right. Yeah, but know. they're about two inches long mm. and they, what, what house spiders do very well is, is go into cracks and they oh. kind of make their bodies like they, they, fold, they, they fold, they fold themselves up. It looks yeah. quite odd. Yeah. But they, they just like, what? Oh, it's a spider. And they fold themselves up and then they, um, and they pop out and they entertain my cat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have to keep one of our cats away from spiders. Um, this is the cat that would, um, leave me uh, when she was a kitten she would leave me little spider legs and parts of corpses on my pillow oh that's nice which she's is, trying to try to share her food with you of course that's very course. kind this is this is the thing yeah, about yeah pets. she's catting she's catting yeah and, and, i mean in, we ascribe uh, i mean i say she's sharing her food which is a very human kind of thing right to it's do, a very but actually yeah I'm, yeah I'm projecting projecting the human expectations of behavior on onto a, the cat on an an, another another, another animal, animal which that is not like us which is not a human mm. does not think like humans mm-hmm. and probably thinks we're all just g- giant stupid cats we're all just idiots yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which I mean to be fair is, is basically true and we, but, <laughs> um, and we we do not appreciate her beautiful gift of spider legs no like what on what is our problem so the other thing that I noticed about this and if if the theory sort of advanced in um the article Andrew sent us is, is true, then I would have expected different species to be chosen, wouldn't you? So this is about the girl thing, right? Mm-hmm. How do we get girls playing this video game? Which is an interesting thing to start with because, I mean, girls do play this video game. Of course they do. They play many video games, but they tend to be obscured. Yeah, and it's usually for a couple of reasons. So mm-hmm. they might obscure themselves deliberately because yeah. they don't want to get basically shit talked at i have known plenty of people who have done that <laughs> yep i have done that mm. um they may also just not talk about it openly that they play because of various other societal pressures oh, about yeah, yeah. what it is to be mm. um a girl and playing video games perhaps also what it is to brag mm, and talk about true. your pastimes yes um yeah yeah. I mean, there's a lot of social constructs there in terms of how girls talk to each other. Yeah, and conditioning, conditioning. Yeah, versus how boys talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So they may just not talk 
talk about it as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be very interested to find out where this data comes from that they like some yeah, things they, they decided they've decided that they need more girls. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't the company saying this. This was this this analyst, another like, analyst. Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, but I'm wondering on what basis they're saying that. Yeah, they must. They might, um, yeah, I hope I hope they would have some data on that, not just mm-hmm. be randomly. So the, the crunk, you the never know. The crinkling sound you're hearing in the back of the two cats. The cats. They're, they're playing live. with boxes. Yeah, because paper. that's what cats do. Because they're catting. Yeah, they are catting. So mm. we've got some live pet action live pet, yeah, in, the, so in the background. That's what the noise is. Um, um, but anyway, but the interesting part about this is, is this, this, this whole girl, boy thing, right? So yes. I think, especially they're talking about girls. So I'm going to assume they're talking about like younger girls so yeah. not let's say between the ages of the like, demographic know, 10 to yeah. 15 or so that tends exactly. to be girl mm. territory it comes down to i, I bet the girls and, and boys probably uh, interact with the game differently mm-hmm. and they probably oh, sure. also interact within each other's within their social circles so mm-hmm. let's say at school mm-hmm. in the playground mm-hmm. when you're catching up you know you come in the next morning after you've been up till 4 a.m yeah. playing Fortnite yeah. against your parents wishes which we're going to get onto in a oh, little yeah, bit yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. in a sec. But you come into the playground and you start talking about, oh, you know, I pulled off this amazing move last night mm. where I did X, Y, Z. So keep in mind, we don't know how to play Fortnite. So no, I'm but not- I mean, you might have you might have achieved some other some really impressive. Uh, yeah, maybe you score. killed like five. Stay, maybe you stayed alive for a really long time. If it's a bit or like, hid or did yeah, something. maybe it's like player unknown unknown battlegrounds because that's basically what it it's is. It's basically right? rip off yeah. of that. Yeah. So I mean, it may be that you managed to like pull off a really cool like you snipe three people. Like within half a second of each other, or in something a row like that. with or an it. excellent pokeball throw. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Let's just mesh all these we'll games together. We'll up. just make this up. But anyway, so maybe you did something really cool, yeah. and you want to tell all your friends about it because you think yeah. it's cool. And then they tell you about all the stuff that they did was cool, mm-hmm. and everyone was cool. But then the girls are like, "Well, it was fun to play," and then that was it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, well, and I only play, and it may I also it all right. but there's also peer pressure involved. A lot of these uh. games, as kids. Doesn't matter what game it is. It, mm. I mean, and I mean, even things like marbles and stuff that we play. Sure, it was okay. all peer pressure. You play it because your friends play. It. I didn't have any. And marbles is basically gambling, yeah. But oh yeah, let's not even get into that. <laughs> um, see, see, see our discussion with Erica about, <laughs> about loot boxes. But yeah. um, I mean, loot, yeah. But I mean. Certainly, there's a lot of peer pressure. I mean, mm. I didn't have my any Barbie dolls or any like girly dolls until yeah. I went to school, and my friends all had them, and I felt left out if I didn't have them. So my father forbade me to have Barbies completely. Um, it wasn't because they were American influence. That was one of the things my parents did. Um, that <laughs> that may have played a role. I don't. Sorry, I Americans. Don't, I don't. I really don't know um, because. Uh, this is yeah. yeah I mean, complicated. The, the, it's very complicated with with my family and and being American or or sort of not or whatever. Yeah. So that was that was absolutely forbidden. No, it was because my father, who may or may not ad- admit to this, um, was actually quite progressive um, in in many ways and, and still is, I, I believe. And he thought that they were a, would be a bad influence on girls in terms of reinforcing negative oh. expectations of bodies and things like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, go, go so, your dad. So that was absolutely forbidden. Yeah. Um, we were allowed, of course, to have like model horses and things like that. So animals, right? Yeah, um, I had my little. But babies. then, of course, we would have wars with them. <laughs> 
fight with the horses. Wow. Like, yeah, likewise, my so father's very I'm, anti-guns, so we, we oh, couldn't yeah, get, we, were, we weren't allowed things that shot things, and I was, oh, yeah. I mean, I had Voltron-y type things when I was oh, young, right? So Voltron and Transformers, I had a lot of Transformers. But I had a couple but of Transformers. you know what, I didn't, I don't believe that I did much fighty stuff with them until my mm. brothers came along, mm. um, and they were more interested in doing the fighty stuff. I think I actually just had them driving around, and, like, mm. I was, I was interested in, it, like, I liked all the transformational, I liked pulling yes. them apart and putting them back together yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I lo- like that was what I was all and so actually my my parents got me things like chemistry sets and stuff yeah. so I mean no, I had, those were a bit expensive for us but, um, um, I had that sort of thing but, but definitely no I didn't have any Barbies until that was socially uh, put put on me the, that there the was trans- peer pressure the transgressive aspects of, of playing something like Fortnite children have been doing this forever I mean at the risk of sounding like embittered old women um <laughs> We bet we are embittered. We are embittered. Yes, no, 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 no. we're competing to see who gets to become Granny Weatherwax first. Um, but I mean, truly, it's—I was staying up as late as possible to, you know, read books under the covers when yeah, I was a child, too. and and you know, when my sister would tattle on me, then I would have to wait until she went to sleep and try not to fall asleep in the meantime. <gasps> And then pull out my book and start reading. Yeah. Um, and you used to get up early to finish, like, if you hadn't quite finished a chapter yeah. or something. Did you want to know what happens? Be like, one more chapter, one more yeah, chapter, yeah, yeah. one more chapter. But, I mean, and, and, and so these kids who, <laughs> like, it's interesting. So I've done some work on resilience in children, uh, particularly with regards to things like online child protection in sure. the past. And a lot of uh, what helps children to become resilient is the role that parents take in actually experiencing Things like the internet and together, uh, yeah, yeah, together. Mm. Even if you can't be playing all the time, mm. or you know, it's about sort of managing the time that is spent to a certain degree. Yes, um, making sure that the things that the kids are doing are probably active things. So mm-hmm. even actually playing Fortnite is probably better than them sitting and just watching YouTube videos of other people playing Fortnite. Yeah, uh, which is an interesting. I think that, that's kind of meta for, for today's bit, podcast. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about the active because they they get skills from doing this. Right? Of course, of course so they do. They have and they're social, just a different social you know, skills. They get like spatial. Spatial, and reaction all and that sort of stuff. I mean, you, if you listen to our podcast long enough, you know what how we feel about games yeah. generally. Mm. But but the other thing they learn is how to fail, and I think for kids, that's yes. actually really important. Yes. Being able to fail at something, so being able to not win, mm-hmm. because things like Fortnite, it's not it's not a cooperative thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not about winning or losing as a group. It's kind of everyone for themselves to yes. a certain degree. Although <laughs> yeah. I think you can do teams and things. I'm, I'm not, not sure. entirely sure. Anyway, you might be able to do some small teams but but the idea is that that it, it gives you a space to what one of the things that's nice about Fortnite too is that the rounds don't take very long so mm. even if you do fail it doesn't take a lot like so one of the big criticisms of things are like MOBAs so mm. League of Legends or, or Dota yes. is that there's a huge like the, each game takes it's a lot a of investment isn't it of time yes. if you fail if you don't win, uh, and it's also then you've very, wasted. Yeah, you've kind of wasted that time. Yes, and it, it's very, very also very difficult to kind of catch up with you. Like recording a, a podcast and having, having audacity, audacity. Just crap out on you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, much like that. Much like that. <laughs> For a second time. <sighs> At any rate. Anyway, we have a Patreon now. <laughs> Uh, yes, we'll talk about that. We'll later. talk about that. In a uh, <laughs> it's about making sure that the, like the play is done healthily, uh, mm. and the idea of getting more girls into the game is is probably not a bad like even if the, even if it's not their main target if they, if they just want to make money off selling 
battle passes or whatever it's called, battle pet passes, battle pets. Well, it's it's your battle pass, and your battle, oh, battle pass, pass gets gets yes. you pets. Yes, depending, pets. depending on how much you 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 pay. Yes, so you you get the season six battle pass, which is a certain yes. number of V bucks, and then um, you can buy levels yeah, to advance right. your battle pass, and with those levels come the different more improved pet. pet. Okay, cool. So let's go back to the the parents here. Yeah. I mean, and and their kind of role in Fortnite. You've mentioned a, a, a few things about how different different people have have reacted to. Oh yeah, so the, actually the phenomena the, associated with it. Yeah, in the article uh, that I was mentioning before, the BBC article, there's actually some really funny stuff. Uh, well, so one thing it was the York Regional Police, which is a part of the UK. So when the season six came out, it mm. came out like four in the morning in the yeah, UK. So so that you had kids getting up really early. early. This tweet from York Regional Police said, "Exercise patience on the roads this morning. Season six of Fortnite was released overnight, so getting kids out of the house on time is proving." challenging for many this morning if you're running a little late please don't speed yeah so i mean either they're just getting on this kind of cool bandwagon yeah we're part of the cool kids we know we know that fortnite exists yeah we're not just old irrelevant police yeah, uh, right. They're, they're hit with the, anyway. We're hit with the kids. So either that or there actually really was a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there are other uh, parents talking about uh, the new season. So Heather Baseri in America said, the new season of Fortnite dropped today and my kid went to school with two different shoes on. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds writes, my son got up at 4 a.m. to download the new season of Fortnite. I haven't gotten up at 4 a.m. for anything that didn't involve a job or a flight ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it, 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 there is a certain dedication right so there's an expectation it's like you getting up early yeah um to to read the books me staying up late to read the books yeah yeah um, and then this one which i think is just super cool parenting parenting is tough but when i turn on the ps4 so i can update Fortnite for the new season six patch before my son comes home from school so he doesn't have to wait to play i know i'm doing it right well this is part of, of what you were describing before right yeah. so creating a, a sort of positive family culture exactly. around these sorts of and and if you're able to kind of create these positive cultures you mm. can then have much more constructive conversations with your kid about yes. what's a reasonable expectation of play mm. I mean obviously you need to also set an example so you can't be sure. playing Fortnite <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are spaces that you can then have like so your kid can, can't say oh well you don't get it you know, yes. you don't understand what it's like. And yes. you don't understand and it how becomes it... less of a point of friction in the relationship. Yeah, and I think that's think. really important with games, particularly yeah. for parents who might be getting frustrated. I mean, I have to admit, I'm not a parent myself. No. But I mean, a lot of this resilience train, this resilience aspect is about these building strong relationships with your children yeah. and relationships with your children where you're able to talk about these Openly, yeah. frictional things outside of the realm of the, the space in which the friction is. So yeah. it's not the best idea to come into you and, and start yelling at your kid when they won't put Fortnite down. Right. When they're not playing Fortnite, like let's say they've just come in from school or actually probably not, maybe over dinner or something like that mm. where they're not immediately in that frictional zone, that's where you can have those conversations and you can talk about it in a language they understand because you know how to play the game. Right. right. But that's a little bit of a diversion from pets. Yeah, I suppose uh, before we, we run out of time today, there's... The other really interesting thing, I mean, there's there's the sort of ethical aspects of taking cute things that you should be looking after into battle, <laughs> but there's also, like, I I mean, I think I, I got started on this and then got distracted, which is typical. If their intention was to attract girls, mm. 
these aren't necessarily the species that I would choose because, I mean, you and I have, have, have sort of published on this even to some extent with the chicken work, and that is that certain uh, species of animals and their, their sort of care and, and upkeep are linked with women's work, right? If I asked students to imagine a pair of oxen and, and uh, you know, a plow in an Iron Age field standing next to a human, what gender is that human? The answer is male. Mm. But if you ask somebody who is looking after pigs, it's 50-50. If you ask chickens, it's more like 90-10, right? Yeah. The women being the 90. So it's quite... And even with... It's quite gendered. It's very gendered. And even with household pets, there is an expectation that certain animals are... Crazy more... cat ladies. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, and that may well date back... Yes, exactly. Witches, witches are a classic. They're going back to Terry Pratchett again, right? So witches are a classic example. But also... And, and this idea of familiars, mm. right? So like if these small household creatures like cats are going to sit on our shoulders, then, you know, obviously my husband is absolutely a witch. Um, so it's mine, actually. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> but basically the, there's that. But there's also kind of a... Like there is sort of in terms of, of goddesses and, and associations with feminine wiles and feminine mystique, yeah. you like, definitely ex- wait, expect... Sort vixens? Of, yeah, vixens, right. So um, <laughs> vixens and, and um, you know, you have Epona, horses, you have Bastet, cats. There are definitely... Minxes. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's all these kind of... Actually, it's just minx, isn't it? Multiples of one minx is another... Is a minx? What is the plural? Minx? Of, of, no. Monks? No, it's definitely not. No. What, no, and I'm I'm tempted to Google what the plural of minx is. Do write in, um, but <laughs> don't write in. <laughs> Lol, just kidding. But really, the, and yes, this reminds me of a Twitter conversation earlier this week. Was like, what is uh, the plural collective for um, archaeologists? And I believe the top two answers were. Um, and if you're listening, Sean Graham, I'm sorry. I think the top two answers were actually an imperialism of archaeologists oh <laughs> or a hangover of archaeologists, both of which are absolutely spot on. Not a, not a ruin. <laughs> no, no, but something like that was suggested. Um, but, oh, no, anyway. Um, oh, man, but, I love but, it. Uh, but anyway, there's certain, there's certain animals that are associated either with women's work or women's activities or within the sphere of the home. And if they were trying to attract girls and not just more random people who think animals are cute then you i would have expected that they would have gone more in that direction but maybe they're trying to be progressive yeah maybe that's what they're trying to do they kind of maybe look i mean i wouldn't have chosen a chameleon like a chameleon i mean that's i mean they're quite i cute. mean it's kind of neat not as cool as a cephalopod not as cool as a cephalopod to be fair few things are i mean i quite like dogs yeah, but I mean, dogs, dogs are good. Are fine. I like dogs. But I definitely agree with you. Do you like dogs? Do like dogs? Sorry. <laughs> We're so tired. We are tired. As um, always. Anyway, but yeah, I think I think that you've, got, you've definitely got something there. Mm. And I think this comes back to these kind of social expectations of the positions of animals uh, in yes, our lives and absolutely. how we kind of... Well, and we gender the idea of nurturing. Yeah, we do. Um, it's part of this ethic of domesticity. Which, which then brings back, that goes back to that thing about let's take them into battle, right? Let's nurture oh, yeah, these quite, little animals. Um, so, yes. And then just, I mean... And then take them into battle to get... Obviously, we realise this is just a game. At, of well, just, course. But it's also not, not just, just a game. game. <laughs> but, like, I think it's very interesting to... to uh, it's very important to be able to... Kind 
kind of look at these critically. Yes. And And think about the history of of these relationships and how that informs our perceptions. Exactly. And why did they choose these particular animals? I mean, I'd be actually very interested to hear if they they have any reason for the, particularly for the chameleon, I think. Yes. I mean, obviously the dragon is your classic kind of mythical, mythical, whatever. Not dragon. Not a dragon. I just want to be clear. So yeah, women. But the dog makes sense. The women make sense. But the in, in the middle, yes, in, in the middle, in the middle is is an interesting choice. So we, I mean, you obviously want something that fits in a backpack. Maybe like some sort of bird would have been cool. I think, Maybe yeah, like, even like a cassowary. But somebody, oh, cassowary would be awesome because yeah. they're amazing. But what but, about like a bear or something? Like why not? It's another bear? mammal. I mean, maybe oh, they're yeah. going. Maybe they're just trying to be like. But let's go. Two something. reptilian species are are wyverns really reptiles? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? No. And if we pick a bird, if they picked a bird, I can see that there would be some sort of conceptual overlap with the Wiffen. Yeah. Right? So really they just, they screwed up by picking a Wiffen. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But anyway. At any rate. If you have any ideas about what sorts of animals that they should be choosing. Oh, I think they're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more animals. Yeah. And pets like this. Oh, that makes sense. Because money. Right. Right? Right. Money or data. (sighs) Well... Speaking about money. Oh, no. <laughs> we have a Patreon now. Which I, I curl I, up uncomfortably and let you talk. Yeah, we have a Patreon now because uh, we'd like to do these more frequently. And we're trying to do... We've actually got... We're trying to do them well. We're trying to do them well. Reasonable quality. Um, and so we have been paying a nice lady who has been doing our audio editing for us because it just takes a long time for me to do it. And she's a pro and she does it better than I do. And so we'd really like to be able to cover the costs of that. So we have a Patreon at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash not just a game. Mm-hmm. We do it per episode because we're academics and we just know that if we tr- if we say we're going if to we commit, try to, oh. if we try to commit to a monthly thing, it just won't happen and we'd feel bad and stressed and anxious. And guilty. And guilty because uh, we, we don't want to take your money unless we actually no. make things. No, <laughs> so, exactly. So we've got it per episode and just even a, even a dollar will help. Um, yes, absolutely. Offset our costs. Yes. Uh, and we'll be able to do even more content for you and... Fun it's, things like that. It's also a bit of motivation for us because if Absolutely. we see that people are interested, then, you know, we're, we're, yeah, we we're very likely no, to engage. We have no idea how many people actually yeah, listen to us. So. <laughs> oh, but there is there is one more thing. You can say a bit more about this, but at a certain level, um, oh, you yeah. will be able to send us, you know, suggestions to talk about. And if it's something we're super uncomfortable with, then no. But if it is something that we're like, oh, well, yes, I could, I could do a little bit of, you know, homework on this yep. and... Um, or, you know, maybe we already know about it and just haven't really thought to discuss it. Then yeah, if you want our hot takes, essentially, on yes. something. <laughs> something to do with uh, video games, ethics, archaeology, yeah. um, animals, data, human, non-human animal any, anything, data, AI, tech ethics, generally tech ethics stuff. Yes, we, we or if you would just like to hear us shout at the sun, we're quite Or good. if you want a full album of our terrible songs. Oh, no. <laughs> no please don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I like making noise as much as the next human, but uh, <laughs> yes. Animal noises, of course. Because <laughs> we're animals. Yeah. Anyway, please drop by, you know, and that would be really nice. And I really hate asking for money, so yeah, it's, we're going to end it there. Thank you very much for listening. You're welcome for talking. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I stole that from friendshipping. <laughs> You've been listening to the Not Just a Game podcast. 
The music is Hot Machine Cold Surface by Ben Prunty from OC Remix. Graphics are from the Noun Project.